Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brutzone. Hello folks, welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, it's a show about weirdos, doggone it. My name is John Boy, it is John Boy Time, your host, John Francis Fahey. Join me as ever. High-functioning pervert. Three children in a trench coat disguising themselves as an adult man. All of them ripped. Huge cocks. Uh, the Sultan of Smut. You're going to like the way he looks. I R&P it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're talking about a hypervert here. You know? Uh, it's Aaron Joseph Pita. That's me. I mean, I think you nailed quite a bit of them. Uh, <laughs> I don't know many other ones other than uh, possibly... Oh, well, there's a lot. Yeah? Oh, shit. Paul Kovacs compiled them all for me. Oh, boy. Thank you, Mr. Kovacs. Yeah. Uh, That's me. Um, You know, uh, I've got a a number of... um, uh, Aliases. AKAs, if you will. Uh, Nom de plumes. That's right. That's right. Uh, Speaking of a man with a number of letters after his name. (laughs) A man of letters himself. Mm Mm-hmm. Dr. Matthew Brusso, LSD, CFA, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> Handsome Matt Brusso. Sure. Hi. How are you doing? Hi. I'm, I'm doing all right. Yeah, you hanging right, in there, guy? Yeah, I'm, ha- I'm hanging. You having a good time over there in Chineseville? <laughs> Forget about it. It's Chinese. Yeah, when, you put it, when you put it like that, how can I not? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Megan Rice was around and she was going. She's like, she's like, it's not even Chinatown anymore. There's, it's not even any Chinese. I was like, just the Chinese guy straight through the window. I was like, the only person I could see yeah. out this window. Every day, there's the families. Chinese walking. guy. What are you talking about? You I was know? walking home. I found a walk, just a great walk on the ground. Oh, you went on a walk, walk. <laughs> yeah, I found a walk and a walk. Wow. Are you it's a walk you, to remember, you, pal. The best dish I own. You are saying you found a, an actual walk. Yeah, it's just walking home from the bar at like 2 a.m. This is like six months ago. Mm-hmm. I found a perfect, perfectly good walk. Best, right. best dish I own. It was a hubcap. <laughs> it's a Toyota walk. Can you believe this? <laughs> that's crazy, man. Who's just, no, that's, hey, that's, you how know. that's how you know you're in Chineseville. They're just leaving mm-hmm. walks on the street, you know? I don't, I don't know where you get them. Not from, not from the ground. You know, the filthy ground during coronavirus. Hey, oh, no, this is six, six months ago. <laughs> yeah, it's how you season it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, uh, Siri is back. Porn the porn star? star. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not no one's back now, but yeah, she's. she's uh, did she leave? Yes. Oh. She took a sabbatical, hey, I would yeah. say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just tightened up a little bit. Tough to, tough to. Also confusing to be named Siri. You know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a more famous Siri out there. You know, when you find out she does porno now. Porno. I mean, you do wonder. Oh, doesn't that hurt your search, your your uh, SEI or yeah. SEO? Unless there's a lot no, of people S-I-R-I. <laughs> There's a lot of people that maybe fetishize Siri. You know what I mean? 
Sure, yeah, I mean, sure. You put a face, it's nice to put a face and ass to the name. You know? Right. Might be the might be the woman you talk to most. Mm. You know what I mean? Some kind Maybe of weirdo. This one gives me directions to come. You might this be... one gives me erections. <laughs> Siri, be... I need erections. <laughs> you might be in like a, a space station or a... Uh, uh... Red light district in, on the <laughs> Babylon 69. Oh, yeah. But uh, she she did a, a face mask thing today. And um, then she was, you know, just doling out, you know, good old regular uh, skin care. Oh. Which is very nice, obviously. Well, she does have porcelain-like skin. Yeah. So she goes through, like, the whole, you know, skin thing. And uh, then she just doles out a little extra advice, which is very nice, you know? Mm. Um, so let's let's just Talk get about it. lube. Thank you skin that doesn't involve skincare products directly is that I drink a lot of water, like 80 ounces a day at least. Um, I wear sunscreen every day if I'm going outside or if I'm just driving even because that counts too. Um, I never, ever, ever sleep in my makeup and I take a supplement that has some helps with like hormone balancing because I do get hormonal acne from my IUD. Mm. Never had acne in my life until I got an IUD. But it's worth it because it means I can do cream pies. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, the cream pies came out of nowhere. That's yeah, good. But, they do. But, but who's going to want to come in her with all these freaky eight pimples around? <laughs> yeah, too many. <laughs> Let me hear here, sorry. Can't even see the giant tits through the pimples. Yeah. Yeah, let, let, double let me... D's on your face, lady. <laughs> oh my god. That's sad. We love her. She's sweet. She's... That really, really, uh, that really uh, made me happy today. You learned something from that. Yeah. Um, I also had, you know, uh, the, you know, we've been talking about the the, <laughs> the the experiences on Citizen App with the crime. Oh know? right, uh, Hood Rats and Hood Rat sixty nine. Yeah, I, this one really made me laugh. I was really high. Uh, and I saw that there was uh, some gunshots around the corner, you know, and it was like uh, two people uh, fired at a vehicle, 9.01 p.m. And now when those calls go in, it's instantly on Citizen. Mm-hmm. Like if you call 911 from your house, like it'll be on Citizen immediately, you know. Mm. <laughs> so it's 9.01 p.m. And it's like, you know, two people uh, fired uh, guns at a, at a vehicle or whatever. First comment, 9.02 p.m. Who did it, though? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we don't know yet. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's 60 seconds. And you want, otherwise, it would be like, Mike Johnson fires into yeah. a vehicle. Yeah. It would be like, Dave did it again. Who did Good it, rat. Who did, who did it, though? It's like, what'd you say, dude? <laughs> Maybe, maybe that was the cops. Who did it though? And then later on, I saw that that's 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 somebody's username on there. Is who did it though? Oh, is that his name? No, it wasn't his so, name. Somebody else is who? Oh, so who did it though? Did it though? Everybody, yeah. everybody wants to know who did it though. That's how you should have answered his his question. Who did it though? Well, I'll tell you. Username who did it though? Yeah, at at uh-huh. who did it though? Yeah, at them. I was like, well, there's, here's the fucking guy to ask right here. Jesus fucking Christ. This guy Guilty as a... charged, huh? <laughs> like, it's like stuff gossiping in public. 
you know this is very serious stuff you can't just be like oh it was actually jason and like his new friend (laughs) you can't just start saying on the app who did it though his new friend's kind of a low life but (laughs) jason means well when he's not shooting into cars it's better than into people (laughs) are you going crazy in your house where you're just like this is my limousine (laughs) (laughs) is this your car this is my limousine. <laughs> it was. It Who was. did it though? One minute later, I was like, uh, uh, "What? That's what?" Like a, that's a that's a name in an XFL jersey. <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to share those those two little things that brought me joy in the last twenty four hours with you, good boys. That's very, oh, that's very yeah. sweet. Thank you, now, Siri, Matt, for the I skincare understand. tips. Or Matt, not Matt, Aaron. You you have a. I do. You have a hot hot button issue. I do very uh, a number of buttons. I would suppose. I would. I would uh, surmise. Suppose. Guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one um, had a little bit of a circuitous route how I got to it, but I'm very mm-hmm. happy with what what I found out, and it also will lead to some other profiles that I would imagine. That's kind. This this is a yeah, despesta indeed. <laughs> um. This is, uh, now John, don't get too excited about the name. This is one, <laughs> Ada Lovelace. Oh. A.K.A. the Princess of Parallelograms. A.K.A. the Countess of Lovelace. A.K.A. the world's first computer programmer. Is that about right? That's right. And guess what, John? Tell she's me. A, she's a lady. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Man, well, um, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, she's a lady. You'll love it. John, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, she's not a porn star or a hooker. She's a p- computer programmer, you pig. <laughs> Does she become a dude later? Or... Does she program porn? Or... Is there any hope for her at all? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any skincare? Any tips? Any skincare tips? <laughs> you look... How do you do, man? Oh God! Get that hormonal acne, man. Oh God. <laughs> um, so she was born Augusta Ada Byron in December of 1815. Uh, she changed she, it when Deep Throat came out. Yeah, so she's Ada got Byron. Loves- she's got Byron and Lovelace <laughs> right. in Tom, her names. Tom Byron and Lovelace. Although her her father was one Lord Byron. Really. That's exactly right. In fact, she's the only legitimate child that Lord Byron had. Lord Byron being the famous author, romantic, bisexual, playboy, philandering legend. Yes, he was also a bit of a, uh, an eccentric himself. Yes. He, yes, he was. He, uh, he had a pet bear. Yes. Which I'm sure you would love, John. Uh, he drank <laughs> out of a human skull. Big time. He drank out of a... And he was a bisexual. And he <laughs> named he named Ada. What did he drink out of it? <laughs> Like ecto cooler or something. Yeah, yeah, ecto cooler. Yeah, uh, he, he was Spooky. more of a he was a Mondo guy. <laughs> yeah. Remember Mondo's Squeeze It? Yeah, Fruitopia. Yeah, uh, he uh, he named Ada. Well, he had Ada with this woman, uh, Annabella Milbank, the only the only woman that he married, and uh, he named Ada after his half sister, Ada who probably fathered one of his other children, Elizabeth 
Medora Lay, which, yes, he had sex with his half-sister and had a child with her. Uh, mm. he, had, he had another child, Clara Allegra Byron. Uh, nobody knows what happened to her. Uh, <laughs> but yes, that was her father, incestuous, bisexual, freak, author, brilliant, playboy philanthropist. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Byron was considered to be the first modern style celebrity. And, you know, the idea of the Byronic hero was very popular to the public. Um, his wife um, even coined the term Byromania at the time. <laughs> God, there's. I mean, he was self-aware. He he kind of knew what it meant to like be a, a celebrity. He did personal promotion. He uh, kind of cultivated this myth about him. Um, he would uh, he would have artists do portraits of him, but it wouldn't be like him writing, you know, in a book or something. But it him do be like wild shit, like drinking out of skulls and I don't know. Performing cunnilingus on a bat, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> on a bat? No, he's not Chinese. <laughs> it's like not in the time of Corona. I was don't saying, the bats. Performing cunnilingus while on a bear. <laughs> on a bat. On a Batman. Yeah, um, he was bisexual. Um, nice. Byron separated from his wife a month after Ada was born, and he rescinded his parental rights. Back then, men, men had uh, had full custody back then. Jesus uh, Christ. Well, they had all the shit. No, I'm just saying, after a month, he's over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, peaced out, and then... Huge pain uh, in the balls. Left England forever four months after that. (laughs) Um, I got a woman pregnant once. (laughs) I never stepped foot in the country again. (laughs) (laughs) He commemorated... (laughs) That's how you start world traveling. I should have fucked my sister. I mean, I'm trying to get Byromania going here. (laughs) Can't be having this wailing child. I got a reputation upkeep. He never left because of fucking his sister. He left because of the, oh yeah, yeah the yeah, not yeah. fucking he, his sister. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. You got to keep it in the family. <laughs> like, well, keep it in the family. An ID. But it feels so good, Lord Byron. Uh, he actually he wrote a, a little poem um, when he when he left. When he amscrayed? When he amscrayed Ada. Mm-hmm. Is thy face like thy mother's, my fair child? Ada, sole daughter of my house and heart. Uh, he would go on to die in the Greek War of Independence when Ada was eight years old at the uh-huh. age of 36. Mm-hmm. His, so her He's mother... Like, no, you can sell that someday. <laughs> That'll be worth a lot of money. <laughs> Your father's quite famous. <laughs> don't tell, don't tell anybody I never did anything for you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh... So Ada's mother just ended up being like super, and rightfully so, super bitter and pissed off and resentful mm-hmm. at, at Ada's father. And um, she herself was kind of a very logical, numbers-oriented woman, whereas Byron was obviously much more artistically creative and mm-hmm. uh, into the arts and, and literature. So she like doubled down on her own personality onto Ada to make sure that she would ever develop any of her father's perceived insanities. Uh, So she pushed her heavy into uh, science and math. But Ada still remained like interested in who her father was. They were never really having met him. Well, sure. Um, It's a huge mystery and he's a celebrity. Her her, her mom like put a curtain over the painting of Lord Byron in the house. Just like covered it up. Well, that will um, take care of that. Yeah, that should solve yeah. all the problems. No one ever looks behind a curtain. I know, I know. Uh, 
What is she, a bird? Oh, I'm sleepy. <laughs> she'll never get her, she'll never figure it out. Um so like I said, she, she indoctrinated her in, the, in these what were typically male endeavors at that time, right? A woman was not supposed to be into what we call STEM now, science, technology, engineering, and math, right? Um, mm. And she was often very ill as a child. Um, by the, when she was eight, she had a bunch of headaches and that, like, she lost her vision for a minute. Oh, yes. Um, and God she knows was, like, what she was eating. Probably just the curtain. <laughs> yeah, I got to get through this curtain. Bunch of tripe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sweetbreads. Yeah. Uh, when she was 15, she was paralyzed for a while after getting measles, Jesus. and a yeah, touch. she was she was she was subjected. She was confined to her bed for about a year, um, <laughs> which probably extended her disability. You know, by like not doing like physical therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, by 17, she was able to walk with crutches, but during this whole time, she was you know hitting the books pretty hard. Um, yeah. And she um, she hired like all the best tutors, um, in, in the in the in the realm, as it were, to to teach her. And one of them was this man, um, Augustus de Morgan, and he would go on to be the founder of the math department at University College London. And he was, um, oh, let's say, a vocal believer in the limited potential of women's brains. In the the limited. Yes, the limited potential of women's brains <laughs> to excel, particularly in no. mathematics. Now, I fences in there. <laughs> there are walls that cannot be scaled. <laughs> now, we, we'll work on numbers, but no odd numbers. Only <laughs> we'll, we'll take it slow. <laughs> he, wrote, he wrote to aid his mother, quote, The very great tension of mine, which it requires beyond the strength of a woman's physical power of application. Um... <laughs> She, uh, you know, she was... <laughs> they can't even apply themselves. No, no, they're not strong enough. They can't. <laughs> um, but she was a really, really good student. By 13, she was fascinated by the idea of flight. Mm. And she designed a mechanical bird that could flap its wings. Um, and so, you know, she developed her inventiveness and scientific rigor during this time as a child. And she was, you know, which is very, like, in line with the Victorian age. The Victorian age was, like, pre-industrial revolution but people were it's like that steampunk thing you know like we're gonna turn some cranks and this thing's gonna turn a wheel and you're gonna get ice cubes <laughs> um, next so thing you know Doc you got Brown yourself a lava lamp <laughs> <laughs> um and so by 17 you know she was she was ready for her coming out part her debut into society <laughs> isn't that crazy yeah. How you just spring yourself on society like that? Uh, yeah, I'm coming just, out. I'm coming uh, out. I've been yeah. in this bed and crutches reading books this whole time. <laughs> I'm ready to party. I know. I hope you like entropy. <laughs> yeah, what is, um, what what is, is society? Do? Entropy? Is it entropy that she would have? No, apathy. No, not apathy. What do you mean, like muscular? Uh, atrophy. Atrophy. Atrophy, yeah. not entropy. Excuse me. But everybody's, atrophy. I mean, entropy's, entropy, everybody's got entropy. The whole right. universe has entropy. Mm-hmm. So, hope you like it. You don't have a choice. <laughs> Emphasis on uh, the P. Hey. <laughs> um, so, her, um, so her mother, her mother basically arranged for her to attend this lavish socialite gathering by the famous inventor, <clears throat> Charles Babbage. 
Hmm. Now, Charles Babbage um, was is known as the father of computing. <clears throat> he was a famous inventor, eccentric in his own right. Um, he uh, <laughs> he was obsessed with fire. Uh, he once lowered got lowered into Mount Vesuvius to just look at the lava. Jesus Christ. Uh, he, later in life, he would uh, go on to put himself in an oven at 265 degrees just to see what would happen. Very good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the best side is to figure it out. yourself. Yeah. You got to try it out. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe, you know, a dummy. <laughs> he was the dummy. Too. You know, yeah, he, he really was. The best scientists try shit on themselves, bro. I guess, yeah. yeah. Albert Hoffman, Dr. Jekyll. Doctor End, <laughs> End of list. End of list. So, to get to one of these parties, it was said that you had to have one of three requirements to get to one of Charles Babbage's parties. Mm-hmm. Intellect. Oh, is it as grass or <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Intellect. <laughs> beauty or rank and good for ada she had all three uh-huh. hot little smart 13 year old <laughs> countess you know mm-hmm. never seen an array of sunlight in her life mm-hmm. porcelain skin not a wrinkle mm-hmm. uh in fact she she was very well connected um she was almost one of queen victoria's lady and wa- ladies in waiting um, she would later. Now, get what, ma- what, would a, what does a lady in waiting do? I think you'd hang around and carry your shit. Is that, and, is that the deal? And, and probably stay a virgin, I think. Mm. I don't, dude. Hence the waiting. I don't know. I'm I not guess a lady. It's probably, it wait. also means by virtue of doing it, though, that you have some societal clout. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's like being a bridesmaid forever, I think. Gotcha. I don't know. It, listener, if, if, you, if you have the correct answer, tell us. Mm hmm. Um, we are. We had some machines that we could look it up on. <laughs> think, oh, think. Maybe next time. <laughs> I guess it'll. We'll never know. <laughs> so, it was at this party that Babbage unveiled something that he called the Difference Engine. And the Difference Engine was bas- the most complex calculator ever designed. Hmm. Um, and it was this hand-powered system of cogs and gears with numbers on it that would perform calculations based on um, what is called the additive principle, I believe. And it would just break down math problems into the simplest, simplest, simpler and simpler um, constituents and then mechanically spit out uh, values. And it's really cool looking. Uh, hmm. it's like super steampunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that the gears move and everything, when you turn it, it kind of has this like pulsating gyrating, like pattern to it. It's actually pretty beautiful and it's all made of brass. So it kind of looks yeah. like gold. It's really cool looking, but it's got and, like very like cuckoo clock looking like maneuver, like things that move kind of like, yeah, it's in, all, like it's, a very old machine, like the shit that brings peewee breakfast in the morning. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> less of a Rube Goldberg machine and more of a really, uh, like a, a, a steampunk abacus. Yes. So, gotcha. uh, and, and she was blown away by this. She mm-hmm. thought this was incredible. And, you know, it would, 
the machine would do the work of like a hundred mathematicians in not an instant, but in a few. I mean, you just had to turn the thing. Yeah, it would, wow. It would it would automatically um, take the results and print them on paper into tables, mathematical mm-hmm. tables, removing human error. And tables back then were used from everything from astronomy to navigation. Any sort of calculation was done on tables because you just you didn't have a fucking TI eighty six. You know, mm-hmm. you would just go look up the thing you need to find. Right. And uh, Mrs. Ms. Sophia De Morgan, which was her tutor's husband, a tutor's wife was at this party as well, and she she wrote of Ada at the party. She said, When most of the guests looked on with the expression that savages show upon seeing a looking glass, Miss Byron, young as she was, understood it working and saw the great beauty of the invention. Uh-huh. So she got it more than anybody at that party. You know, a lot of people, at the people at the party, you know, it's a, it's a party trick. It's a, the rich guy shows his fucking erector set type of thing. Right, but right, she right. saw mm-hmm. potential in this. But she understood. She had been just like the machine. She had been uh, crippled for a year, and inside unveiled. all the time. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Um, and so she like p- pestered Babbage until he um, took her under his wing, and you know she she expressed her understanding of what it did and the potential for it, but and also he, the further curiosity. Of course. Right, yeah, it, yeah. She couldn't she couldn't help herself. And um, so Babbage began mentoring her. And what what they unveiled at the party was just a, a small prototype. You know, he wanted to build a much bigger... He had visions of, of building a bigger, more powerful uh, machine. Yeah. And so, you know, hired uh, one of the best engineers in the world or in, in, in Britain to make each of the 25,000 parts that this thing required to like super strict tolerances. I mean, this would have, this was to be the most complex machine in the world in terms of moving parts and variables and everything. And then suddenly, um, he had just abandoned the project. And (laughs) the issue was not so much that he lost interest was that back then the engineer who made the drawings legally owned them. Ah. And he didn't make the drawings. He designed everything and built it and came conceptually, but the guy who put the pen to paper or quill to parchment or whatever owned it and then and didn't want to be a part of it with him, and he couldn't get the plans. Hmm. Um, and it was going to be expensive as well to make and everything. And, and so they, they kind of had a falling out and... He basically just started over for, quite literally from the drawing board, and he went back to first principles and, and broke it down and had a better idea. Instead of just this simple calculator, he would make something that was, you know, exponentially more powerful. Mm-hmm. And he. <laughs> the beeper. Ex- <laughs> 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 he uh, he made he expanded on the idea and, and came up with what would become the analytical engine, which was the most. He's a computer. Yeah. Yeah. And the first version of this would be, and it was expandable. The for the entry level version of this, based on all the documents, would be 15 feet high, six feet in diameter, and 45 feet long. 
Yeah. And you could expand on it. Like you expand your memory in your computer. Right. Yeah. Like it, it was Section modular. Two. So you could just add to it and add to it and add to yeah, it because it was but all it's like a, But it's like a closet size yeah, of memory. It's the size yeah. of like a dining hall. Like, because <laughs> anytime you wanted to add a variable to it, you added another mod, like a module. So, and it would just, you know, you would interlink the gears and everything. Yeah. Well, what so that you this? could do more. This is in 1830. Oh, um, shit. Okay. Let's see. Uh, earlier than I thought. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's way fucking earlier than I thought. I was gonna say my dad worked in one of those big computer rooms in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, it was Dude, still that is, size. It's crazy. This you know is, what I'm saying? This is like 1835. Okay. Um, you know, it was so big that it would have to be steam powered. Yeah, it's a steam powered computer. That's madness. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, you, what you gotta you gotta burn coal and boil water to run this thing. Now yeah. And when water. you hear it, when you hear it running it's like click, 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 click. it's very yeah. like it's well, it's kind of musical it's it's hypnotic and so <laughs> people are like what's it doing like math <laughs> sounds hard <laughs> that's why we're having it do it <laughs> it is so they heard that they're like machines are taking over <laughs> yeah. No, yeah only 400 short years <laughs> i'll tell you <laughs> um but actually that is you know um that is true. Um, there, and I'll get to that later to the machines taking over thing. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> the um, Steamnet. <laughs> well, what, what's that program that you get video games on? Yeah, exactly. it's called Steam, bro. <laughs> Everything runs on Steam. Uh, so Ada threw herself into the intricacies of the machine, and even more than Babbage, she understood the true potential of the machine. You know, she she came up with the the concept that the machine is is the hardware and she would be the one to come up with the software the instructions to tell the machine how to run hmm. it, she, you know it, it at the time it just had it had num it had numbers but she was like well what if i change the numbers to symbols and then i make the symbols mean whatever i need them to mean and and these symbols tell the machine what to do mhm and so they she would go i think with babbage she would go on tours of um the fab the cotton mills of, of england mm-hmm. and this is where um connections comes in she saw the jack the jacquard loom uh. and so the looms these new looms that they had um they had punch cards that would determine the automated pattern in the making of a tapestry yeah and that, that meant that complicated patterns could be made by unskilled workers Right? And repeat, and so, they could repeat it easily. You could remake the same rug over and over and over and, and with more precision mm-hmm. and reliability than a person. And, you know, this is where the, back then a group of workers, loom workers called Luddites, were <laughs> against this because they thought the machines were taking their jobs, which they were. And mm-hmm. ironically, Lord Byron was a supporter of the Luddites. No way. Yeah. Wow. Um, That's very poetic of him. It's very, huh? Hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't it, be, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be great to hold up a punch card and be like, "You see this? This is smarter than you. <laughs> These holes in this card rip. <laughs> you know what I mean? This does the work of three men. Yeah. This does the work of three children in a trench coat. <laughs> With or without a coat. So, you know, she. 
kind of conceptualized, she was able to wrap her head around the fact that the men making these punch cards were translating an image or a pattern, let's say of a rose or a leaf or whatever, into a language that the machine could understand and reproduce onto the fabric. Right, because the holes would the holes would go through the machine, and if there was a hole, the, the rod would go through, and it would lift the little needle that would allow mm-hmm. the certain piece of thread to be wrapped around it with the shuttlecock going by. It's the fucking thing in the movie Wanted. Mm-hmm. That's one of those looms. Right. Um, the great motion picture Wanted featuring James McAvoy. Um, mm-hmm. See it on uh, Blu-ray. <laughs> so... <laughs> So this is you know, she's she's marinating on this idea um, during this time. So these are her twenties, um, and during this time, and is uh, Babbage just out? Is he done, or is he? Is he... He's still working on it. He, he ends up having to look for funding, right? Um, but it, you know, also, this is a fucking complex endeavor. It's gonna take a decade, you know. Um, so during this time, she got married. Um, she was married off to William King. She had three kids. And they're not important. Um, and kind of rose to the family. Babbage was kind of these guys. He wasn't very. He was. He was very unlike her father, and that he wasn't very good at promoting himself or his machine. He was, you know. Um, and uh, this um, this Italian guy, this Italian military engineer, um, Luigi. Nice. <laughs> Luigi Menabre. Uh, I think it was Menabrea. Um, he attended one of Babbage's lectures about the mm-hmm. machine, which were very rare. And he wrote he wrote notes um, about it. And um, upon reading it, it seemed uh, kind of not getting the whole picture of what the thing did. Never mind what it could do. So Babbage had. What was he saying about it? Just oh, it's. It, it can it's got take, steam. It's got steam. It's got some levers. It's got some levers. Uh, mm-hmm. It shake. It shake. Me and my seat. <laughs> so um, just excited. It was just very. It, there was no analysis or contemplation on it. Just a just description of what the machine did. Yeah. Um, and which was still just a calculator because they had not built the different the analytical engine. He's sure. still showing around the difference engine from mm-hmm. before, right? It's so, a weird thing, too, though. I think, you know, in a lot of times in this show, we come up, you know, with the, the charlatan-type stuff. And then you have somebody that has something real. And so you're also up against that, right? right. Where people right. are like, you know, fill your seats. And you go, like, what does it do? And you're like, well, it does some math. And people go, yeah. what? So what? And they're like, he doesn't bring anybody back from the dead or anything? Right, like, this guy, what, the guy, the guy in the doubt. caravan came by with the snake oil and said that I could cure my gout and get a exactly, boner. Exactly, so exactly. What do you want me to pay but attention to? But it's one to? of those things where you go like, yeah, you actually should be looking for the person with the meager presentation. Because it right. probably is going to lead somewhere. Yeah, because they're one, they're letting the, the work do the talking. And mm-hmm. maybe they're spending all their energy making this thing work. And not know? promising a miracle. Right. You know, and he's creating. You know, these are one of those things where I don't know. I don't know what the right. Um, I don't know what the right analogy or comparison is, but it's one of those same things that is on the surface so simple that it's underwhelming, but it's creating a whole ecosystem that you don't really understand until yeah. much later. Like you know, when the guys at CERN developed email on the internet, 
Like, mm-hmm. well, I, okay, I can send letters to people. I can do that now. Yeah. But now, you know, what's happened, right? So. Well, there's also this thing too, though. I think that you know, back back when it was more e- uh, easy to turn on technology because if it wasn't brought to you like, hey man, this guy just did that like in his garage. Like it's not, it's not dark art you know, weird, you know, highfalutin elite science. Like this is just kind of like the new shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, it, it's important to break things like that. I think to people slowly and those kind of things are, you know, best done in those kind of live unveilings. Like, Hey, take a look at this. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not doing anything that crazy right now, but in the future, you guys will get it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Your kids will love it, <laughs> you know. But but I I do think that that's also part of it too is that you have to slowly like get people used to. Hey man, sh- shit is gonna go this way. So like check it out and try to understand it. So you know you're not like blindsided by it. Right. And right. So kind of like it's almost like an appeal to like help me figure this out. Right. That's, you know, that's the whole, the brilliance of like the open source computer movement. And Mm -hmm. I guess like, I guess the, the thing that's coming to mind first is like when, when Apple brought out the app store for Mm -hmm. the phone, I was like, oh, okay, what, what are they going to put on the phone? But then fuck, dude, the app store has got a ton of shit. They got whatever you, I mean, whatever you need is on there. Right. Somebody's made it. Like, so when you create an ecosystem and you harness the power of, of, like an entire population. Yeah. And that's what this eventually does, right? So Yeah, it's encouraging people to be part of the conversation. Yes. And not uh, a victim of it. Right. You or um, subservient to it. And this, you know, she was really probably, she was the only person to get it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was also, you know, most people weren't educated. Sure. Um, uh, and, and this was very much like a high society thing where, she had to be tutored extensively through her youth by the best minds in the country right. to, to be the first person to understand the potential for this thing. Christ, the guys, the guy who invented it didn't understand the potential for it. Yeah. Right. This was a, a kooky rich guy who had a garage project. Mm-hmm. Um, so Babbage asked her to annotate the translation that, uh, of Luigi's notes because he felt that it didn't do it justice. So she fucking, she dove into it and spent, Every day, nine months, expanding on the possibilities of the machine. Her notes were twice as long as the original notes. And she wrote them over the course of nine months? Yes. Huh. She added notes on using punch cards to, um, to create what are called Bernoulli numbers. Uh-huh. It's a math fucking thing. But it was, it was showing that you could feed this machine instructions to get a desired predetermined result, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to just figuring out equations, like what's this times this or whatever. I'm going to feed it this, you know, the sheet and it's going to, I'm going to feed it this program. It was in, in that note, in that book are step-by-step instructions for the machine to understand and produce this desired result. So in that book, um, I think it's just called notes Notes twenty nine or something is 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 the publication huh. I believe. Are, are the it's the first computer program. Wow. But no, notes twenty eight was like a write your own porno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> and so it was basically saying that 
you know, you could rely on the machine to come to the same conclusion no matter how many times you fed it. The problem was that the kind of like thing she was coming to. Well, that's certainly part of it, eliminating human error. But right. you know, um, <laughs> it but... ends with your extinction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, the computer. If there's a god and it says there is now. <laughs> um, well, you know, before it was kind of a um, uh, a calculator, and this made it more of. Siri? Yeah. A little bit more yeah. of a, a situation solver. <laughs> Computer, do you have any skincare tips? <laughs> yeah, Allowing it, it, for a cream it allow, pie. It, it allowed, allowed um, more robust communication between the man and the machine. Gotcha. Because, right? So it was giving the machine not just numbers, but it, it allowed you to converse with this machine with, with more symbolic language, right? So... She had this leap of imagination that the engine might compose elaborate and scientific music of any degree or complexity or extent. She was saying there's no limit to what this thing can do because you're mechanizing thought. And if you can do that, you can do it. You can do anything. You're kind of externalizing your outsourcing brain power to this thing that's better at it wow. and more reliable. And Babbage was like, okay <laughs> uh but he he saw her potential like he, yeah. he i don't think he, he certainly didn't have her vision but you know she said a new and powerful language is developed for the future of analysis i mean she just saw it's one of those things where you kind of probably have like a eureka moment like i don't even know how powerful this thing is but i know that i it's more powerful i know i know more than anybody else how powerful right. it is. Babbage wrote to her the more and after he read her nine months of notes on this, he wrote, the more I read your notes, the more surprised I am and regret not having earlier explored so rich a vein of the noblest metal. Wow. A woman. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Turns he out wrote, you have no fences. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Wow. These women, their, their brains are better than ours. <laughs> yeah. It's bullshit. <laughs> So he, uh, Babbage then wrote to his buddy, Michael Faraday, Michael Faraday, the, uh, scientist pioneer electricity. Mm -hmm. Um, he wrote that, um, good Irish lad, that enchantress who's thrown her magical spell over the most abstract of sciences and has grasped it with a force. Few masculine intellects could have exerted over it. <laughs> So he was he was singing her praises to his fucking scientist buddies while still yeah. kind of being a shit like he wouldn't okay like, I mean she's got these cans man I mean I don't know how she gets <laughs> so close to the gears oh my god <laughs> I mean the cans are substantial you know, you know? She, meanwhile she's talking about computers or whatever I don't she's know fucking nerd <laughs> like like, is that really still what's holding her back, even though she's obviously at the forefront of you? That she's a woman? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, sort of. So, <laughs> so she... If you're the first person to say all these kinds of things, don't you automatically kind of win a lot of respect? Well, you also sound crazy, mm -hmm. because nobody knows what you're talking about. I mean, but Babbage knew, and very, like, smart people got it, but they needed money. If you walk, if you walk through it, and it's not that hard to walk through... 
Well, I think you it's easy. I, mean? I think it's it's easy to explain what the initial machine did, crunching numbers, right? So, but mm-hmm. she was kind of abstract. You know, if I can get it to crunch numbers, I can get it to crunch concepts. Mm-hmm. I can replace the numbers with symbols that mean not just one, two, three, four, but mm-hmm. A, B, C, D, or left, right, up, and down. Yes, w- no. W- wingdings. We uh, zap ding that. Uh, uh, yeah, a comic book is sans. Sans serif or serif. Talking about that. And only Times fans. The courier. Only, uh, only fans. <laughs> well, yeah. So, you know, if I comic can make it. written in only fans. <laughs> yeah. So if I can, it can be zero through nine. It can be A through Z. It can be up, sure. down. It can be left, right. It can be yes, no. It can be mm-hmm. if, then, this, that. So, you know, it it, it had the. The first, like, logic system. So sure. the branch, you know, uh, decision trees, like, if this is true, then that is. And then so it, it just has yes. this much more complex potential than crunching numbers. Sure. Um, and you can also go back and look at each punch card and find out where the decision-making split every time. and look. Well, yeah, like, that, that comes out on the tables. The punch mm-hmm. cards are what are you feed the punch cards as the instructions right we'll come, right we'll no, but i mean like in the decision making you can look at all of the data analysis to see yeah. what made it make this decision that kind of thing exactly mm-hmm. um but they needed money uh to make this thing um and babbage had already been given like twenty-five thousand pounds by the government to make the original difference engine which he never made Mm-hmm. You know, he made that prototype, but he never made the full, you know, 16 by 5 by 40 foot thing. And that was the cost of two Royal Navy warships. Damn. So he was already in deep to the government and he was going back to him with more money, with, with a bigger ask <clears throat> to make this next thing. So, you know, the government, you know, looks at him kind of like a, you know, what are you grifting us, right? Mm-hmm. So she proposed to Babbage an idea. She wrote to him. She said, would there be any chance of you allowing myself to conduct the business for you? Your Whoa. undivided your undivided energies being devoted to solely the execution of the work, right? Like, let's divide. Now, let me do yeah. something here. Let me go and try and get some money for this while you work on the thing because you're really not good mm-hmm. at getting money for your project. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, just refused. He refused. He just basically said no. Get really? back in the yeah. Get back to the books. Even though um, she has the celebrity dad, you know, like the, the, but PR, he, the PR mindset, I guess. Oh, you know? Well, he yeah, he does have. She's got the PR gene. She's got the self promotion gene. She's a hot yeah. chick. <clears throat> she is well connected too, right? She's she doesn't, you know, she's wealthy, but she doesn't have agency over her money. She's part. Yes. She's a countess, but you know, she's married to Mr., uh, William King, and so, but she is. What's the next guy? Who's he? What's, what's his uh, deal? Man, don't worry about him. Some weirdo. He, he, didn't, he didn't go into one volcano. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get into an oven or nothing. <laughs> um, right. She just so, chased him out of the basement when she's working on stuff. <laughs> get out of here, you old... Well, the whole basement woman. would have been one machine. <laughs> yes. Well, she was working on paper. So, they're, they're hard up for money to make this thing. She is not allowed to take over the books, the business, like the, the accounting books. So she goes rain man on it and she decides to channel her mathematical talents at, uh, beating the odds makers on horse racing. No. Yes. So she goes, <laughs> she takes it to the track. <laughs> she takes it to the track. So she goes to Epsom Downs. Christ almighty. Yeah. And she goes through ups and downs at the track, you say, no, huh? Epsom, Epsom down, Epsom downs. It's a, it's a, it's a racing track. 
Oh, okay. It's called Epsom so, Downs. Ep, like the salts, Epsom salts. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, ups a, and downs. A, it's, a poor, it's a poor name for... Cause if, yeah, imagine it, how it, many people it, made it, that it, mistake. Yeah, how's it going? Ups and downs. <laughs> so, she starts gambling on horse racing. and Total psycho. You know, she has some wins, um, but she because she's a woman, she doesn't... And she doesn't have agency over money, but so she she basically runs a gambling syndicate with all these dudes. Jesus. So she gets guys from here, guys from there, pulls the money, and and gambles it. And um, even the guys that she was running with there were pretty important. One of them was a man named Nightingale, who was almost positively uh, the father of Florence Nightingale. Hmm. Uh, a man named John Cross, who would later be uh, her lover that she'd cheat on her husband with. Huh. And who was also the son of a, an electric scientist named Andrew Cross, who is rumored to be the uh, inspiration for Frankenstein. The scientist was. Yes, Frankenstein, the doctor, not the monster. Of course. Yes. Uh, uh, Frankenstein, uh, Lord Byron, uh, uh, helped Mary Shelley. Yes, exactly. So there's this, this, like, it's this tight knit, like, Faraday's over here, that she had run ins with Charles Dickens. Um, Nightingale, fucking Frankenstein. Good. Yeah, really fun crew, huh? Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. very, it's like, it's very I like a league of extraordinary. Yeah. What do you do? I make dead people sit up when I shock them. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, we're well, all rich, bu- though. <laughs> <laughs> and white. Yeah, we got a lot of money, don't we? Let's go bet on horses. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> My daughter, my daughter's gonna have sex with her patients. <laughs> so, you know, she um, she has some ups and downs, and then she has a lot of downs. No, really. And she starts losing big time. Um, she gets addicted to gambling. No way. Yeah, and I mean, you just get deeper and deeper into it, and you start. Believing you can definitely figure out the winner. The next, the next one, I'm gonna get it. You know, especially if you're in mathematics. Yes, and she was so much of her life. She was so good at separating, you know, logic and numbers from the emotional side of. of, Yeah. But it seems like she had some of her dad's predilection for risky behavior because now she's she ends up being interesting in in for five hundred thousand pounds to some pretty dodgy characters. No shit. Yeah. Um, showing money all over town, including to known <laughs> mad scientists. <laughs> um, so that was spring of 1851. I'll get Frankenstein's creature on you. <laughs> you don't well, leave yeah. her alone. So these people basically they did extort her. They're like, if you don't pay, we're gonna start telling everybody what you did with the money and that you're working on this bullshit and that you're fucking you this a, guy. You have a corpse fuck you every night. Oh, huh? Hot. Fuck action to the max, Jack. <laughs> He's a monster. So from there, um, she had a pretty um, <laughs> swift demise. She had. Oh my god. She dude. she gave her diamonds to John to pawn off to pay off some of the debts. John and who? her the John Cross. Cross? The man, yeah. JC. So her 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 mental health started to go to decline. Um, her physical health began to decline. She started leaning heavy on drugs and alcohol, just like her father did. So you're mm. into gambling? 
So yeah, it's you just need that next juice, you know. So <laughs> she had a a, a a physician named uh, Doctor Lowcock. <laughs> Also the inspiration. <laughs> Who um, <laughs> prescribed uh, laudanum, opium. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, all, of, uh, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> the ups uh-huh. and the downs. <laughs> he was laudanum. <laughs> <laughs> Is That's this good look. for me, doctor? It's called laudanum. <laughs> so, and then also uh, another wonderful treatment called the claret system. Uh, claret is a type of wine. And it involved uh, imbibing large quantities of wine to steady her nerves. Oh, yeah, do so it. she's uh, she's a junkie and an alcoholic, mm-hmm. and a nervous wreck, and um, just trying to make a computer. Yeah, did she ever shove any of this into the computer to get an output, or was this uh-huh. the output? This well, the, the computer drink more. <laughs> um, the she actually the wine really worked for her, so. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, Go back. She, she went back to her doctor and said, "You know, could I include gin as one of these?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I saw this commercial and it said to ask my doctor about gin if gin's yeah. right for me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, as long as you have it with the wine. <laughs> Discontinue what? gin if you notice any of the following symptoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it uh, I made a computer. <laughs> yeah. It showed, so, it showed an old man working on a computer. She's like, this is the one for me. Oh, Have you happy. made a computer under the influence of gin? <laughs> Laudanum. <laughs> opium. Uh, so the drug and alcohol-induced states that she got into uh, resulting uh, resulted in um, some pretty wild uh, ramblings in, in some of her letters of the time that were very... You know, probably would have been right up there with what some of the stuff her father said. Oh, God. Um, she Man, I'll tell you, I put this right up there with Byromania. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about peak Byromania, it's you know what I'm good. saying? It's not, it's, not, it's not fucking your sister Byromania, but it's pretty good stuff. Byromania is so, running wild. So she Everybody's wrote, um, fucking their sister. She wrote, um, she wrote, my kingdom is not to be a temporal one. Labor is its own reward. That brain of mine is something more than mortal, as time would show. The devil's in it if I haven't. The devil is in it if I haven't sucked out some of the lifeblood from the mysteries of this universe. No one knows what almost awful energy lies yet undeveloped in that wiry little system of mine. I say awful because you could imagine what it might be under might be under different circumstances. Your fairy forever, A A L. Your fairy forever. Well. Sometimes. <laughs> and, and, and who did she write that to? I don't know. I oh. think it was a cross or her husband or something. It might have been what to a, her imaginary friend. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> You're a fairy forever. You're a fairy um, forever. A lot of times it's journals, right? Oh, People sure, keep sure. journals. <laughs> um, well, just so, like the overwhelming, I think, doubt of being able to do any of this shit at all. is You, you can't underestimate how, how gross that would be in every facet of society, even people that understand your talent would be like, oh, there's no way you're ever going to get this shit done, dude. Like, Well, yeah, and I mean, it, this, this, you know, reeks to me of just regret of untapped potential in herself, right? I mean, she, mm-hmm. one, she's, trip, she's on heroin and booze, right? So she's kind of getting loosey-goosey here, but she, she's getting kind of spiritual with it. Right, you know, yeah. I'm more than just this body, and 
I, I, I just wish that I had got some truth out of the universe, this mysterious universe. Mm -hmm. And I only regret that I, I couldn't get into it even more. And yeah. so she's, her, her health is failing here. It's 1852 at this point. And she's dying a very slow and painful death of what is almost certainly uterine cancer. Jesus. Yeah. Um, she confesses to her husband that she had an affair with John Cross. <laughs> he doesn't like that. <laughs> um, she confesses something to her mother before she dies, and her mother leaves and never comes back. Jesus. And in I November... Love These are good secrets. Yeah. In These November of 1852... 1852's uh, hottest deathbed secrets. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call deathbed secrets. Yeah. <laughs> What did you do? What did you do? Uh, it's not an analytical machine. It's an analytical machine. <laughs> it's a Sibian. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need steam power. Well, I suppose if you power. get the fires, and I mean hotter than hell, <laughs> you might be able to get the Sibian up to 88 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Back to the Future references in this one. Yeah, Rise of the uh, Sibians. Um, she died at age 36, exactly the same Jesus age as when Christ. her father died. Good God. And um, What a nightmare. Years of years of having her poetic side suppressed. She was laid to rest as her final request next to her father, Aww. Lord Byron, in the family vault. And nothing would happen with computer programming technology her computer programming uh for almost a hundred years yeah when in world war ii a team of scientists were experimenting with thinking machines in order to decrypt Is turing and everything alan turing mm. found her notes no fucking wow. way and poured over her notes and dude that's fucking wild uh was found her as a kindred spirit as somebody who wasn't recognized for all their potential sure uh, alan turing is another total i mean alan turing is a tragic fucking story yeah um and he would write on he would go on to write about her and um he would go on to to make the first um me mechanized thought right he would make uh first working computer um yeah and help help the allies win the war and crazy man and uh later there was a team led by french computer scientists that were contracted by the united states department of defense mm -hmm. to create a computer programming language that would unify 450 other ones uh and it was called ada no named way. after Ada Lovelace, and then it would get adopted as official air traffic control computer language. Whoa! So she, so she finally took to the skies. Wow! And that Damn. is Ada Lovelace. That's yeah, a the, tidy, the, uh, tidy little profile, Aaron. That's very, very nice. Thank the, you. The punch card uh, mechanization was used in the early 1900s for the U.S. Census. That's mm. how they semi-mechanized uh, the ability to count everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Punch cards got, got much more play earlier than computers. Yeah. True mm -hmm. computers did. But um, 
I think also there was a bare bones, you know, very kind of rudimentary kind of design for something approaching uh, a, you know, mechanical logic machine, even from the Roman Empire. But that was all part of the stuff that was lost. Well, I, think, that, I, th- I think it might have been Greece. I think that I think that was the Antikythera mechanism. Yeah. That, uh, it, you know, they've built models of it because, you know, it's all crusty and, and right. rusted up. But they, they built models of it and it was a... A mechanical i think it i think it projected um astronomical mm. patterns yeah you would uh it's like a, a mechanical calendar but it I mean, is they, crazy they that there's yeah. you know just the uh the ability to get to those places is you know it's got to be kind of some kind of firm uh civilization level yeah and then even yeah, if, have, then even then if one person drops out you're like i don't know nobody gives a shit about that forever right yeah, yeah you have to <laughs> there's have a hundred years goes by that didn't need to without any advancement yeah know? there aren't a lot of you have to have um basically the theory is that you have to have some kind of agriculture or specialization in place in order to have that because in a hunter-gatherer society you don't have surplus and right. surplus is what allows you to have specialization so that you know this guy can be the guy who just works on mapping the sky yeah, and then Instead it is also the, you know, a hierarchy to whip people into place to do jobs. <laughs> well, you know, and 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 the threat the threat of advancement being like, okay, well, that's not really going to work because then that will piss off these people, and then you know we don't want to have all these jobs replaced and all that kind of stuff. So you just kind of have a lot of people sitting on, um, you know, kind of technological advancement um, because it's not politically expedient, maybe, mm. but also. Mm-hmm. In general, I would say the perfect uh, indictable crime of humanity <laughs> is to be uh, technical, technologically proficient while being morally inferior. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a great quote. So, oh, God. I, I'm going to butcher it. But it says, you know, we are now at the place where we um, we have the, you know, we can split the atom. We mm-hmm. can send a person to the moon. We've got the technology of the gods, but the brain of a primitive primate? Yeah. 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 I mean, the U.S. nukes alone can incinerate the Earth six times. Yeah. Six. Six. Let's bring it down Whoa. to three. <laughs> Let's just not spend the money on six. But what if you, <laughs> but what if you need it? Yeah. <laughs> what, for the yeah. fifth time? That's what, I mean, that's the logic, right? Is Six right. times. Dude, it's dumb. It's not yeah. smart. Like I said, yeah. apes, primates. Yeah. John, it is. If, if they have nuked us three times and we've we'll nuked them, them three times, then, you know, mm. I don't want to lose this one. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to. I think Confucius said it get nuked five times, nuke back six. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, yeah. Seven if we can afford it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if the budget passes. If these uh, fucking bleeding are liberals. It's <laughs> yeah. not bleeding. They're not, they're not looking ahead to when they're, you know, mutants. Uh, <laughs> the glowing corpses. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, I wish we had one more launch. Damn, you know? with one. Yeah. I knew I told you we should have kept it. But do you, do you think, Aaron, even back then, um, and Matt, too, I don't know what you think, but like... You know, when this shit is even getting floated back then, do you think there was even uh, the fear scenarios that pop up, the the dark sci-fi of the robot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean, that the inventor have them. That the inventor never has them. That that um that 
uh, archetype has been around forever of the golem, right? The the thing that the man a man makes that gets a life of its own. Mm-hmm. That's thousand that's thousands of years old, right? It's just the form it takes changes over time based on the technology of the time. I mean, that's mm-hmm. Adam and Eve. I mean, they... the creation that out you know gets out of the grasp of the creator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you know, uh, the Jews had the idea of the golem, and then there's Frankenstein, and then there's. Uh, the Matrix, and there's, there's a million <laughs> things that are like that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if at the time Babbage had an idea of this being. But it, I think later on in time, people did be like, you know, we're mechanizing thought, and they're going to put us out of jobs. I mean, certainly mm-hmm. the people who ran the, the mill, the cotton mills did. Yeah. Um, and also <laughs> the idea that, you know, this, this woman is, you know, taking this thing and made it a, a logic machine instead of a math machine. You would immediately think she would be under you know, the suspicion of just utter witchcraft. Witchcraft, right? yeah. 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 But the great thing is that it wasn't common knowledge, and so nobody really understood, therefore never they give it, didn't give a shit, and the people that did know did understand and appreciated it. So she wasn't so much, she wasn't really ridiculed by by the intelligentsia. Um, it seems yeah. like she was, she was praised. Um, yeah. It seems but, like she was just derailed by her own fundraising. And Babbage's fundraising. So no, I wouldn't put the blame on her. But you know uh, what total. I mean? Like, yeah. just the gambling, just getting that. Yeah, I mean, she was, you know, she was a, a few thousand pounds short of starting a Victorian information age. Yeah. But booze, right. opiates, and gambling, and some misogyny got in the way. Right. How many people do you think would be just opposed to her even getting anything like that cooking? Or do you course, think people yeah. were just kind of like, yeah, do whatever you want, but like you, we're not. Well, help. it would it would probably all still be under the umbrella of Babbage, but her doing the work, doing important work, but under you know, the if Babbage. anything works, she gets the credit, kind of thing. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. which probably she wouldn't even give a shit about, right? No, no, no. Especially coming from a place of, I guess, you know, kind of like societal privilege already. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I'm already kind of a celebrity. You know, yeah, so young too. Yeah. So young, good God Almighty! Pretty crazy stuff. I mean, we we're while you were refilling your battery, we were looking at pictures of the machine, and we'll uh, we'll throw some up on Instagram. They're really cool looking, man. And then how did you get into Mad it? We're starting to talk about that. Oh, so I got into it because I I read something about Babbage putting himself in a volcano and cooking himself in the oven, and I was like, oh, a crazy inventor puts himself in the experiment. Love this. Mm-hmm. And then I started getting into it, and like one of the first names that came up was Ada Lovelace, and that's just like the name's yeah. perfect and best and. And you know, you know, it's a more interesting thing. Man. Yeah, she was just more interesting. And then also the Lord Byron stuff and then the stuff with the people that she was around were really cool. And she yeah. you know, and it, it's one of our female profiles where she's not a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um so she it was just a really, really cool profile. So I watched I watched a BBC documentary on it. I read some excerpts oh, really? from Yeah. Um there's a BBC documentary, it's been an hour and a half. That's really good. Um, Biographics does an episode on her. Biographics is a YouTube channel that that does little 20-minute biographies of interesting people. And then um, uh, Stephen Wolfram, who is a a technologist, he wrote a blog post on her that I picked and choose some stuff from. Is is he a Wolfram Alpha? He is Wolfram Alpha, yeah. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah. 
So it's pretty, um, pretty good. I'm glad it was nice and tidy for you boys. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's crazy because, you know, if you just think about even, God, those couple of years where she could have been encouraged and then how science could have advanced, you're almost horrified by the things people could have done. Uh, well, I mean, you know, she was. With advancements in those times, you go like, oh, man, imagine they had, like, smarter technology and were way fucking stupider than they even are now, which still very stupid. Oh, you think that that sort of advancement would have been regressive eventually? Like, I, because I, if you, get, yeah, you I, put you put the calculator in the hands of the ape, and then it just stays right. ape. They never yeah, became more than stinking apes. You go just like with numbers. You go like just let's keep them as you know, technically, uh, you know, hobbled until their their, you know, their their hearts can you know become truly human. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean sometimes technology helps. Um, you know, sometimes, I was thinking, sometimes, yeah. When the cat, I think the the first impulse, I think, is always to turn it into a weapon. Yeah, well, can well, I can I kill something with it or can I fuck it? I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, how do I exploit this for profit? <laughs> I mean, when the cotton gin was invented, it was the thought was, oh, this will reduce slavery. No, no right. it was just increase it tenfold because then they could pick even more cotton. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and you know the um. Just you know that that thing of those couple of years, you, you know, you're like, God, I'm glad there wasn't drones sooner. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, hopefully we're slowly morally evolving, you know. But imagine like all this computer stuff, you know, got you know way more kind of like vibrant, way quicker. And then you go like, imagine that, you know, there was way more fucking shit like when the nazis were around you'd be like oh my god this is a fucking disaster you yeah, know it sounds like john's gonna get into some hardcore steampunk larping. <laughs> no 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 i'm just saying like he's gonna wear top hats with like magnifying goggles and shit there, there is that typewriter on his power like... glove <laughs> you're a fucking steampunker now bro i'm not you are. I don't even know Look what it you, is. You're half red. Also, if steam gets you there, it's it's not. It's still not good. I'm just I'm, I'm just straight. Uh, uh, Nuclear Lud- power makes steam, bro. Yeah. Luddite. You know what I mean? That was to to your point about people not being ready. Uh, so uh, I'll compliment you now. <laughs> to your point about people not being ready to handle these things, Einstein said, of his you know of, you know, nuclear power the the child of his equation. Mm-hmm. He said, um, yeah, I think it was, we harness the power of splitting an atom. And what do we do with it? Mm-hmm. Boil water. Yeah. Yeah. And how? Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking Great. about in little boxes, with <laughs> digital clocks on every counter in every kitchen. Does anybody hear what I'm saying? And they were like, get back in your hole. With all the news in the world, you go on Twitter and you just get stuck there for fucking four hours because Twitter's just giving you garbage nonstop. (laughs) Yeah, I just like, I don't know. Like, I'm, uh, you know, I I do think you're talking about those those big room computers. And I'm like, maybe it's a really good thing that in 1970, my dad also works in an office with a fucking a room computer because... If that shit had sped up any more back then, you know, it's like, it's like you know, again, with, with Einstein, he wrote to the United States being like, Hitler's trying to get the bomb. He's yeah. trying to get the bomb and you got to get it first. So, like, you know, you're just glad there was 
in general, less technological advancement. Well, yeah, all. I mean, it's one of those things that it, it builds on itself, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of a, it's a runaway train is that once you start it, it's not going to stop, you know, barring <clears throat> you run out of energy or you get obliterated. It's mm-hmm. going, you know, that you use the machine to make a better machine. Right. And then that better machine can make a better machine and so on and so forth. Yeah. And, but you um, hope that you have enough calamities in your past that you know the right way to use it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you you hope you have enough calamities to um, to guide to, you in to a propel way. you into making it, but also enough calamity to know when to not use it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy. It's very, shit. very, very, very good stuff, Aaron. Yeah, Big fan you. of that. Great, great. Well, I'm I'm super woke and I'm a feminist, so I thought it was time to. <laughs> yeah, that's put true. that on there, and you know, I um, we'll put a put a little uh clip of the machine running the difference engine running because it's pretty cool yeah cool and you know we'll get probably the like 4d vibrations from it so we can rub up against <laughs> yeah. it and stuff cool yeah 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 we'll get si- <laughs> yeah we'll we'll sibianize together <laughs> we'll sibianize we're gonna sibianize history for yeah, s- sink our sibians she's got <laughs> sibianize <laughs> all right well that's excellent uh I know you got to go, so we're going to have to cut it uh, right here. But uh, that was a wonderful time. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I enjoyed, learning. I enjoyed learning about her. I sure did. Yes. Uh, I'm going to say goodnight. My name is John Fahey. My name is Aaron Pita. Matt Good Goodnight, everybody. We love you. Goodnight. Starbrands Avenue, a a podcast network.